I'm Helen. And I'm Ali. This is Cars of the Macabre. Profanities guaranteed. Viewer discretion is advised. Spooky bitches, we're back. I'm excited to be back. So am I. We've had a very busy weekend though. We have. So this is our second episode. And it is a doozy. I'm really excited as well because we have had a busy weekend because obviously we're fam. We're fam and we had our annual family get together in celebration of our nana. Yes. Um, But turns out I am not safe around children. Now that sounds very noncy. It's not meant to sound noncy. Um... But turns out, yeah, when I've had a drink, my swearing, and everyone who knows me knows my swearing is absolutely horrendous. But it gets worse, a little bit worse, when I've had a drink. And yeah. Your and swearing was worse than Ant's swearing. <laughs> and that's saying a lot. Yeah. So Ant's <laughs> my partner, and he, he, well, every other word is a swear word. Yeah. But apparently, I just have a whole sentence of swear words. Um, so yeah, I'm really sorry for that. And I kind of need to cap it a little bit. Um, so, yeah, if you're ever around me with your children and they come back saying a naughty word, I will take full responsibility. I am sorry for it. I do In not advance. intend. <laughs> sorry for my potty muck mouth. Exactly. Um, <laughs> but I blame you. What? Yeah. You Why me? and Richard taught me my first swear word when I was like oh, four. No. Do you know what? That's, that's factually correct. <laughs> that is actually. And what factually. was that word? bastard <laughs> and then you went inside and started saying it in front of your mum and dad and we were like no no no, I don't think that's what she's saying backpack didn't yeah you we were like oh no I think she said backpack it doesn't even sound the same <laughs> so yeah um also not my fault it's Helen's fault that's fine I'll take that I will take that <laughs> anyway so today I am going to tell you the story of one of the most grisly celebrity deaths um, that fueled one of Hollywood's most gruesome uh, urban legends. I'm so excited because I don't know anything about this. And when you said you were going to do it, I, I'm genuinely excited. It's like when I'm about to watch like a true crime documentary or a paranormal show and I don't know anything about the place or the person. I'm intrigued. Excellent. And that's what I want to hear. So normally when you talk about a 1950s Hollywood bombshell, who do you think of? Marilyn. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, this is not about Marilyn. Uh, this is about her rival, Jane Mansfield. Yeah, I really don't know anything about her at all. Mm. So um, she was born on the 19th of April, 1933, in Pennsylvania, and her real name is Vera Jane Palmer. Well, that's how oh. she was born. Her parents were Herbert and Vera, um, and she, unfortunately, cars... Jane and cars do not mix well. So the, at the age of three, her father died of a heart attack whilst driving the family. <gasps> so instant, not good with cars. Oh, no, <laughs> no that, not one bit. That's not a good start, is it? No, not at all. Um, and she, from, she was very young when mm. she met her first husband, Paul Mansfield. I think she was 16, he was 20. And before, a few months before 
she completed high school. Um, they were married. And then a few months after that, she had her first child, which was Jane Marie. Now, Paul, her husband, fought in the Korean War, I believe it was. And okay. when he returned, she convinced him um, to move to Hollywood so that she could pursue an acting career on the big screen. So at the age of 21, they arrived um, and she struggled to break through in the industry. Um, she had some bit parts in some sort of not particularly well-known films and right. things like that. So she was struggling and she played more on the publicity rather than her talents Okay, so acting. She, she was all about the PR for herself. Oh, definitely. Okay. She could self-market like no one. Um, she kind of wanted to distinguish herself from the other blonde bombshells of the era. And she did so by really sort of over-sexualising herself. And she kind of made herself like a caricature. Okay. Um, she was perhaps known as the working man's Marilyn Monroe, which I think is a bit harsh. Yeah, that's not very nice. I wouldn't like to be known as the working man's Helen. <laughs> I'm just Helen. <laughs> I'm just Helen. The best Helen. Oh, the best Helen, the according best Helen. to Robin, our niece. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, and a lot of people don't know. They just, you know, they see her. She's um, rather curvaceous, vivacious, a sex symbol. But what people don't realise about Jane Mansfield is that she had an IQ of over 160. Oh, wow. She was so clever and she could speak like five languages, play the violin. She was a natural born performer. Mm. She used to sort of play outside on the streets, um, music for passers-by and things like that. So she's always um, embraced the performing lifestyle and which ultimately led her to try and break through in Hollywood. Yeah. Now, with this description of her being a working man's Marilyn Monroe, mm. um, Marilyn agreed. Marilyn was not a fan oh. of Jane Mansfield and is reported as saying, all she does is imitate me, but her imitations are an insult on her as well as to myself. Oh, <laughs> Marilyn. Yeah, definitely. Very catty. And she also said, I know it's supposed to be flattering to be imitated, but she does it so so grossly, so vulgarly. I wish I had some legal means to sue her. <laughs> I know, it's horrendous. Oh and my goodness. I mean, that is a burn. I mean, it's bitchy. That, that is it's bitchy. It's very bitchy. And it wasn't, um, I mean, she, quite rightly so, because, because uh, with Marilyn JFK's affair, mm -hmm. Jane Mansfield started to pursue JFK oh. because of Marilyn. Oh, I did not know that. <laughs> yeah, so she wasn't deterred by any rivalry whatsoever. Um, and once... Uh, uh, Jane and JFK sort of ha became a thing. She was said to have claimed, I'll bet Marilyn's pissed as all, uh, what was it? As all got out. I'm not quite sure what that means, but yeah, basically Marilyn's pissed off. <laughs> oh my God, I see. I'd, again, I didn't know any of this. Yeah. That, that's so much controversy. I know. It wasn't all nicey-nicey, smiley-smiley. <laughs> no, it never is, is it? No. Scandal. And then... She kind of foreshadowed her own death as well. So after Marilyn died, mm. um, because of the whole JFK thing, Jane then turned around and said, 
maybe I'll be next. <gasps> oh, my goodness. And five years after Marilyn died, Jane died. Oh, so, wow. But we'll get into that a little bit later on. So a little bit more about Jane. She focused more on her personality than her acting skills but mm-hmm. she played up to it she loved the publicity she like I said before very much a caricature of the 1950s blonde bombshell and in 1958 so after Paul and her split up she then married the former Mr Universe Mickey Hargitay and they had three children oh yes and while she was married to Mickey, and you're going to love this, they built a mansion that was then known as the Pink Palace. Amazing. Yeah, so the entire thing was pink, and she even had a heart-shaped swimming pool. That is very cool. That Mickey had branded on the bottom. I can't remember what it was. But yeah, all very much. Sounds like Barbie. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Very, very Barbie. So pink became her trademark colour. Okay. And she owned a 1957 Lincoln Premier convertible that was also pink. Oh, that's a lovely yeah, car. it looks gorgeous. Even, I, I mean, I'm not a pink person, but I would absolutely love that car. That sounds <laughs> I'd help so me drive cool. around in that. I'll have to find some pictures of it and put it on our Instagram. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um I I mean, I wouldn't be Barbie, I'd be Carby because, you know, bread. <laughs> <laughs> what would I be? Because I love Barbie, but I I don't always love pink. Like, most of the time I wear black. So what would I be? Chavby. Chavby. Okay, yeah, <laughs> I don't know Chavby. if that works. <laughs> I mean, for me it does. I feel like, um, copyright that, yeah. So also... Playing on the whole sex symbol thing, she did pose for Playboy as a playmate. Um, and I think she might have done this several times, but possibly she was Playmate of the Year at one point. Ooh. Um, may have made that up. Okay. I will double check. Okay. And so this status as a sex symbol um, was further, oh, what's the word? Exasperated, shall mm-hmm. we say, by her exposing her breasts for photographers. Oh, Okay. And she was the first mainstream American actress to go nude on screen in the 1963 film Promises, Promises. Wow. I mean, and that's really something back then, isn't it? Absolutely. And people were so aware of her assets, shall we say. Yeah. There's a very famous photo of Sophia Loren at an event that was held for her. And you've got Jane Mansfield sat next to her and... I think Sophia Loren might have created proper side eye because this <laughs> this photo, um, it's kind of haunted Sophia Loren since. Uh, it's, you know, she wasn't judging her. I think she was said to have commented, yeah, I am looking at them, but it's because I was afraid her nipples were going to end up on my plate. <laughs> <laughs> Which is brilliant. Love that. So a lot of people will take, if they meet Sophia Loren, that's the photo they take and she's started to refuse Sorry, Gilbert's just turned up with a note saying the yeah, she was playing. Uh, Jane Mansfield was playmate of the month in February 1955. Oh, fab! Okay, yeah. good to know. Thank you very much. For Thank that. you. Uh, yeah, so if people meet Sophia Loren, that is the photo they take, and she now refuses to sign it because she just wants to forget it because it just fair, looks fair enough. So it's a great photo. Though. I'm gonna have to look. I believe I've seen it because I'm pretty sure I can visualize what you're talking about. But I'm gonna have to have a look. She created side eye for sure. <laughs> it's the best side. Oh, eye. I think we've got a picture. I think uh, Mark has found us a picture. There we go. Oh, yeah. 
okay, that, yeah, that is proper. She just looks so disgusted. Ugh, yeah. <laughs> oh, Jane Mansfield was so pretty. She really was. Thank you for that, Mark. Also, not a natural blonde. I mean, is anybody been, anymore? Yeah, I think, well, if she was, it was a, a darker blonde. But yeah, no, very platinum. Mm. She did the whole Marilyn thing. And again, so you can see why there are these comparisons between the two yeah. of them. So, but Marilyn for me will always be the original. You know I'm a fan of Maz. Yeah, you do love Maz. Oh, I'm gonna, I might actually, because I like uh, vintage Playboys. We've got a couple of at our house. So I might have to see, have a look at the photos of what she... Yeah, she did in that February. And then there's an antique um, shop here where I live. And I've been sort of, it's like across three floors. And I think on the middle floor, there was a lot of old vintage Playboys. So I'm going to go and have a rummage and stuff. That's cool. Don't you own a Playboy from the year you were born? Yeah, Jess, my bestie, got it for me for my big birthday. I'm not going to say a number. 21. 21, ofs. Yeah, from from the, the month and the year of... My birthday oh, when I was four. It's really, it's, what a great idea for a present. Have you framed it? Because I would frame it. She'd framed it for me. It's Aww. in my bedroom. It's so cool. God love Jess. Oh, she, she's we so thoughtful. Jess. We love her. We do love Jess. Shout out to Jess. Shout out to Jess. <laughs> I don't know if she'll be listening because she doesn't like spooky stuff. I mean, she can listen to this one. It's not spooky. It's just really no. sad. Okay. Really, really sad. And you are going to hate me later for a little snippet of information that is pertinent to the story. Okay, if it's anything to do with animals, I'm going to block my ears. Okay. <laughs> I literally cannot. I cannot. <laughs> now, Mickey and Jane did split up. And um, supposedly it was quite a tumultuous relationship. She married in 1964 a director, Matt Simba, and they had another child. They got married in Mexico, but supposedly she wasn't actually properly divorced from Mickey. Oh. At the time, so I don't know how that worked. They split up after a couple of years and she became involved with Sam Brody, who was the lawyer that was helping her with her divorce proceedings from Mickey Hargitay. Or, oh. or was it? It might have been Mickey, it might have been Matt. I can't quite remember. Now, he was um, reportedly abusive. It's, it was a, an abusive relationship. Oh, no. Yeah. So we are about to get into... The urban legend. Okay. Okay. Now, in the early hours of the 29th of June, 1967, Marilyn, Ronald B. Harrison, who was the driver, and Sam Brody were driving from Mississippi. Marilyn. Oh, excuse me, Jane. Jane. Sorry, I've got Marilyn on the mind now. No, that's okay. (laughs) They were travelling from um, Mississippi, where Jane had been performing in a nightclub, to New Orleans for a TV performance appearance so there was the three adults in the car and there was three of jane's children in the back i'm scared no don't i mean it's it's not all absolutely horrendous god there's a well i don't really want to say a nice a nice ending because it's not but some good you know i mean we know what we're here for don't we yeah let's just lay it on the table (laughs) people die yeah it's it's gonna happen um, so, yeah, they were in a 1966 Buick Electra. Ronald B. Harrison was driving, and it is commonly believed that the car slammed into the back of a trailer truck because there was a machine that was spraying a thick fog of pesticides. Oh, my God. So, um, like I said, it was commonly believed that perhaps Ronald 
did not see the truck. Right. It was slow moving. Um, and yeah, supposedly he didn't see the truck until it was too late because oh. of this thick fog. So it could have been avoided. But, you know, it was gone 2 a.m. in the morning. It's dark. There's nobody on the road. Um, that's probably when people are going to be doing that kind of thing. Yeah. You know, down here we get tractors out at chocolate o'clock in the morning because that's farmer life. Well, do you remember when, sorry to, um, I don't want to interject, but no. there was that situation, I believe it was on the M5, where that chap had a load of fireworks and all the smoke kind of blew over the M5 and it caused a massive crash. No, oh, I don't yeah, remember that. Yeah, and so then they, you know, they've like kind of banned, the, oh yeah, look, Goober's got it up here. Yeah. Oh, lots God, and that's lots horrendous. People died in that. And it was because of fireworks. So the smoke from that. Yeah. And then, as you're saying, like the fog kind of effect from the spraying, it can happen. There's a lesson to be learned. Don't it really play is. with fireworks. Yeah. Also, I don't, I don't like fireworks anyway. They cause too much distress for animals. So oh, I'm not yeah. a fan. No. Eddie hates it. Poor little boy. I like an indoor sparkler. Yeah. That I can cope with. Yeah. Um... Anything else, no. And also, I, I don't know, it sounds really bad, but I get bored. Yeah. Like, after five minutes of looking up in the sky, I'm like, okay, that's pretty, I'm done now. Yeah. Show me the hot dogs. And where's Halloween gone? Yeah, and it's when people do fireworks, when it's not fireworks night as well. Yeah. At least we can expect it on one day of the year. We can put classic FM on with the really lovely anti-anxiety music for all the animals. And then, but we around here get... Idiots that are just setting off fireworks willy-nilly yeah. any time of the year. And I'm like, what's the point? We live in a small village. Things like that shouldn't happen in a small village. They're like people can get hold of fireworks too easily. Yeah, they should only be allowed on one day of the year, and that is November 5th. Yeah, I agree. And then we can prepare, and it's fine. And it lasts one night. Bugger off. <laughs> exactly. I concur. I concur. Absolutely. So when the car went into the back of this... Um, tractor trailer it then slid underneath and the top of the car got sheared off (gasps) now this led to the urban legend that Jane Mansfield was decapitated in the accident right due to a photograph now all three adults died Luckily, the children who were asleep in the back, they all survived. Oh, my gosh. I know. It's, it's a miracle, an absolute miracle. There were injuries. Mm. Um, Mariska, I think that's how you say it, she's actually a famous actress on, like, CSI or something like that. She's got a scar on her forehead from it. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, thankfully, they did survive. Now, please don't hate me. No, if it's if it's if it's animals, I just I literally cannot listen. You're gonna have to tell tell the listeners, but I li- I cannot listen. So no, you no, know no. What you signed no, up for? No, 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 no. no. Um, trigger warning to myself. You and say to everyone. It, you you say it. I'm gonna block my ears. I can't hear it. Okay. So also in the car was Jane's dog, who was a Chihuahua. <laughs> Helen. <laughs> Sorry, she's doing this crazy thing where like she's rubbing the inside of her ears to make sure she cannot hear anything. Um, and, yeah, the dog is photographed next to the car, also, unfortunately, dead. Helen, you can stop doing that now. Helen, you can stop now. <laughs> I was like, put, I had my fingers in my ears and I was just swishing them around because otherwise you can still hear and yeah. I, ca- I can't cope with that in my life. Um, when you listen back to this, obviously, at least then you'll be prepared so that I can skip it for you. 
Thank you. It's always good to put a trigger warning in front of anything animal related. Particularly for us. Yeah. Yeah. Like like we said before in the previous episode, watching films where the animal dies. No. Or something. No. Mm-mm, mm-mm, no. Let the humans go, not not the poor, defenceless, innocent animals. So, yeah, so the, the rumour started because a photograph of the scene was taken and Jane's wig had come off and was caught in the windscreen. Oh, no. So immediately everyone was like, she was decapitated. And I can see why they would think that. I'll have to find a photo and put it on our yeah. Instagram. And, you know, it, it's quite... Um, the, the conclusion makes sense because if the top of the car was sheared off... yeah. Then and you see the wig in the windscreen. Then you think, okay, we've now got a headless woman. That's really awful. Yeah, that's like something called for a horror film. So the police report said that the upper portion of the female's head was severed. Ew. So a, a police report like that as well, immediately people are going to think, okay, yeah, decapitation Ugh. as well. Now on the death certificate, it confirms that Jane suffered a crushed skull and partial separation of the cranium. But it's more like a scalping than full decapitation. Okay. Either way, it was horrendous and it you wouldn't want to be dealing with that. No. At all. You know, it, the funeral home that had Jane, I think the owner says something, people mis- mistook her in life and they've made the same mistake in her death as well. Right. Something along those lines. Yeah. You know, people have just heard rumours and believed it. Yeah. Which is still something that happens today. Now, this was not helped, this this rumour of her being de- uh, decapitated, um, from a 1996 movie called Crash, where they played on this decapitation. Oh, of course they did. So, you know, they've Hollywood-fied it. Let's take a rumour. You know, people know it's not true mm. now, um, but it, it, the rumour wasn't helped because of... This. Yeah. This film as well. The other explanation for why the car crashed mm. was, due, <laughs> was due to um, a rumour of a curse. Oh, tell me about that. So Jane had a very unlikely friendship with Anton LaVey. Now, for those of you who don't know, Anton LaVey is the founder of the Church of Satan and self-proclaimed high priest. Yes. You may recognise him if you see a photo. He's the dude that would dress up in a cape with horns and just look like a cartoon version of the devil with this Mistophelian, Mistophel, yeah, Mistophelian goatee. Ooh, he yeah. was like a cartoon version of the devil himself. Okay. Now, like I said, it was it was a very bizarre friendship and it kind of evolved from both Jane and Anton's love of publicity. Okay. Which, you, this just evolved yeah. and stuff. And there was like photo shoots going on where it looked like Jane was taking part in a ritual or something like that, okay. you know. All at Jane's house, she's holding like a wax skull, um, things like that. Now, why they believe the, the curse was a possible reason is because mm. Sam Brody, Jane's boyfriend at the time, uh, he mocked the friendship. Oh, dear. So, supposedly, at Jane's request, he claimed to have cursed Brody and that he would die in a car accident or something like that. Now, I think 
Anton and Jane were only friends for about a year, maybe a bit less, before okay. the fatal accident. But prior to that, they'd had six previous car accidents. <gasps> yeah, so seven in total. Now, isn't seven a bit of a dodgy number? Seven's supposed to be a lucky number. Oh, yes, it is. Yeah. So... I mean, any number of <laughs> crashes is, is a dodgy number, to be fair. I mean, seven. That's yeah, it's pretty brutal. But also, Zoltan, one of Jane's children with Hargate, was mauled by a lion. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, you know, one would quite easily believe they were cursed if all of this was going on. I mean, it doesn't sound good. I will say it doesn't sound good. No, not at all. And apparently Anton LaVey did invite Jane uh, Mansfield to become high priestess. Now, there was a rumour going on that that they were a bit more than friends. Okay. um, But I don't think that was ever... um, God, I've forgotten my words. What's I was going to say qualified, but that's, that <laughs> no, doesn't, that's not it at it all. It was never qualified, never yeah. proven. There we go. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> what was that? I, I mean, I don't know. I have no idea. So with all of that going on, you know, you would. You'd think you were cursed. But I wonder why she would be cursed, though. Would it be because... Oh, it was never directed at her. It was only directed at Brody. Okay. Yeah. But then she died in the crash. She, uh, uh, LaVey was said to have... Um, stated that she brought on her own demise. Oh. <laughs> no. So he he said that after she'd passed. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean that doesn't sound good at all. No. Not one bit. Very suspicious. Yeah. And this was 5 years after Marilyn died. So it's all a bit weird because you know the, the whole JFK thing with her and you know her having this premonition that she was going to die early. Yeah. Saying maybe I'll be next and completely not to anything to do with JFK or any or whatnot. It was just a terrible accident. Yeah. Uh but there we go. What what, what about the other six car crashes, seven car crashes? What, what are they just not able to drive very well? Were there was there lots of fog or do we not really know? I don't really know. Okay. Don't really know. We just know about the fatal one. Yeah. Um yeah, it's it's uh, it's a horrendous way to die. I've been in a car crash. Luckily, I came out of it fairly unscathed. You're here, love. You're here. I'm here. I'm alive. I'm breathing. Yeah, and I can stand. So, but that just makes me not want to get into cars a little That's bit. Very scary. You know that that could happen to anyone. And the scary thing is, like what we always say, it's not you can be the best driver in the world. But it doesn't matter. There's it's whoever else is out on the road doing something stupid. So, for example, there's fog and a, tri- a low loader you can't see. Well, exactly. that's, that's not your fault, is it? The rumour of the curse then sparked a 2017 documentary called Mansfield 6667. So this was played on. The curse was played on. Right. For the documentary, um, which Anton probably loved. I'm sure he did. Yeah, honestly, their their love for Jane very much played up to this kind of, like I said, caricature version of herself. Yeah. Even though, you know, that wasn't the way that she was. Mm. Um, A lot of people forget about her high IQ and she was very clever and things like that. She just made a lot of very unmemorable films. Yeah. And it was more about her personality than her acting skills. Yeah. So, and, you know, she, she, I think she was the first person, really, that you could say was famous for being famous. Right, okay. So before the Kardashians 
and all of that. Like, I know you love them. I'm sorry. No, that's all right. I don't mind. <laughs> I'm not a fan. No, that's fine. I d- I'm not. I'm not a fan of a lot of um, famous for being famous people. So no, I get it. Yeah, I get that. So it. I think Jane created that whole famous for being famous thing. Kind of like an it girl. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just the 1950s version. Yeah. So. After the accident, it became a federal um, requirement, um, the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration ordered that all steel bars be fitted to prevent cars from rolling underneath things like uh, tractor trailers and whatnot to prevent any further accidents like that. this one happening. And they were known as Mansfield bars. That's really interesting. So something, I always try and look at the silver lining in any situation. At least something good came out of it to prevent it happening to too many other people. Yeah, exactly. So um, her death wasn't completely in vain. No. And thank God that we have those safety measurements in place now, really. Um, Now, the car that Jane (laughs) died in creatively is known as Jane Mansfield's death car. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you know, it it is it does what it says on the tin. Yeah, essentially, old folks. Yep, and it was bought by a private collector in Florida. Now, by the nineteen seventies, it became like a roadside attraction, which is very morbid. Did happen a lot though. It, yeah, very very morbid. And now the Buick is owned by Scott Michael and is included in his Dearly Departed Tours and Artifact Museum in Los Angeles. Oh, okay. Oh, that's what was going to be my next question was, can you go and see it? Oh, that's... Okay, can interesting. Go and see it. I don't know... I don't know how I would feel about that. I don't think I've... I've never seen a car, like a wreck... I'm presuming it's still a wreck of a car, and you know, like, people have died in it, and it's just a bit like... Ugh. Yeah, that, that... See, I... <laughs> I don't get those feelings um, about many things, but that is a bit sort of like, you know, it's not a circus. No. And they, well, we'll find out as we go through different episodes that happened with so many cars. Exactly. I mean, I would go and see it. Mm. I think if it is kept in the state that it was after the accident, that makes it, for me, that makes it a bit worse because you've obviously got the death bus at Mm -hmm. the Haunted Museum. Yeah. Um, which you can go and see. And, you know, people did die in there, but there's yeah. just something about seeing the wreckage itself that is yeah. just so harrowing, thinking, well, there was three children, three adults, one of which was scalped. Ugh. Yeah. So going back a bit to her hanging out with Anton LaVey. Yeah. I've got that name right. Well done. Um, wh- did she actually have any of those kinds of beliefs, or was it? Do you, did it seem like it was just a publicity thing? Just it a PR seems, thing? yeah, it definitely seems like it was more publicity than anything else. But then he seemed a bit mad that she wouldn't join him as a priestess. Uh, no, no, um, I haven't read anything to to corroborate that. Yeah, um, it's more the fact that Sam Brody mocked the friendship and mocked Anton. Okay, so. And supposedly it was at Jane Mansfield's request that he was cursed. But, but then but then he said that she brought on her own demise. Yeah. I mean, that's ominous. Just a little bit. That's a bit like, whoa, yeah. what's going on, Anton? Because I think um, a lot of the stuff that I've heard and read about the Satanic Church, is it's, it is very misunderstood, isn't it? It's, yeah. it's not actually what you kind of envisage, envisage it to be. There's no, like, 
ritual slayings. No. You know, and people drinking the blood of virgins and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, I think there was a, a few of the followers just, they didn't quite agree with Anton and his claims and things like that. Right. Or, you know, his, his friendship with Jane Mansfield because they could all tell it was very publicity driven. Yeah. Um, but well, it worked for them. I mean, if they were happy until she died, then you know that is really scary. Yeah, that is really scary. And there's, there's so much stuff about her I didn't know, and I'm gonna have to look. I'll find pictures and I'll I'll put them on our Instagram. There are so many pictures of the car as well after the accident, yeah. so you can see the wig in the windshield Ooh. and stuff, and you know how that fueled the rumor of the decapitation. Ooh. Yeah, it's um, it's not a pretty sight. No. But the thing is funny, isn't it? Well, it's not funny. It's not funny as in ha-ha. It's funny as in (laughs) weird, weird funny. That, you know, you get on the roads when you get car crashes, there's always a massive queue on the other side. Rubbernecking. Because everybody's rubbernecking and wanting to have a look. It's just, you know, it is a a morbid curiosity. I do. Yeah, I have to admit, everyone rubbernecks. Yeah. Everyone does, because you're like... It's like... I. You know when you don't want to see something but you feel compelled to see yeah. it? It's kind of like that. Yeah, it is, totally. And it's quite weird, especially if you've been in a car accident yourself. It makes me want to look a bit more, even though it freaks me out. Mm. I, I can't und- I can't really explain why. I get that, though, because it's like me with clowns. I'm <laughs> scared to death of them, but I've, I've watched all the it's. Oh, God. Yeah. I watched the new one in the cinema and I was like, oh, yeah, that, that'll, that'll be like some sort of... Um, Oh, what's the word for it? Like when you immerse yourself in it and then you get over it. That did not happen, let me tell you. Exposure therapy. Exposure therapy. (laughs) That didn't work with me at all. I was just more frightened. (laughs) Yeah, you can blame your mother for that one. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe it's a bit like that. Like you're like, oh, you know. Well, I think that's maybe why I need to go do like an advanced driving course or, you know, go drifting or something because, yeah, yeah, I do have a fear of driving from, from that accident and it made me scared of doing... Or the things that I used to like before, like going on roller coasters. I just see an accident waiting to happen now. Oh, do you know what ruined roller coasters for me was... Um, Your fo- travel sickness. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is a new thing. I never used to get travel sick on roller coasters. And then we did Halloween at Alton Towers, mm-hmm. um, kind of in between the pandemic situations. Yeah, when we were allowed to see each other. We were for allowed like... to see each other for five minutes. Yeah. And it was one particular ride where like I couldn't see in front of me it was just blocked by the other seats and if I can't see I instantly get motion sickness but I had it for three days it ruined the whole whole thing <laughs> you poor sod you went to bed and was like yeah I'm just gonna go have a nap for a wee bit sort of 11 o'clock at night you're still on I was like yeah maybe we'll just have dinner <laughs> yeah and I'd made you all sweetie bags I was like yeah. bags are in the cupboard just help yourselves I feel disgusting oh I felt so bad for you because you were so excited and that's when so there was me, Helen, our cousin Julia, my partner Gooba, our friend Dave, and we were known as the cult with no name. Yes. And we'd gone to do Halloween at Elton Towers and it was so much fun. But then poor Helen got so poorly. Oh and... God, I was so embarrassed of myself. But if I'm driving anything, I'd like to be able to learn how to fly a helicopter. I'm all right as a, as a person in charge. Mm. I'm not a very good passenger. So I'm just going to, you know, 
you know what I do? Just fall asleep. <laughs> not at the wheel, I mean, <laughs> as a passenger. Yeah, as Let a me passenger, just fall clarify that one for you. Yeah. But, but the, so that final destination with the roller coaster in it, <gasps> yeah. that, oh, well, final destination, the first one with the aeroplane in it was bad enough. And at that point, I hadn't flown before. I didn't get in an aeroplane until 2014 was the first time I flew. And I oh, didn't wow. know I was scared of flying. And as I'm sat in the, what's it called? As you're waiting to board. Airport? Yeah, but <laughs> like the room. <laughs> what's it called? <laughs> the boarding lounge. Yes, yeah, that. And I just started to cry. Oh, no. And it was a four-hour flight to Tenerife, and I didn't stop crying until we landed. Oh, see, you're one of those people that makes everybody else nervous as well. Yeah. She'd be like, why is she crying? She, I, she, must have, she must have envisaged something. I was Alex from Final Destination. Oh. Luckily, nothing actually happened. But after oh. that, the doctor started giving me value whenever I flew. Yeah, do that, do that. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, no, me and flying, not so good. Blech. Mm. But, I mean, yeah, I'm kind of scared of all forms of travel now after listening to that. Yeah. It, it's, this is the thing. We, we drive around at night. We take for granted that, you know, we'll be fine. We'll get to our, the end destination. But it's an, it's an accident. Yeah. And you can't prevent what you can't predict. No, exactly. So it's... You, I mean, that, I'm surprised people just don't stay in their house and become hermits. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> with everything that happens. I have to admit, though, I do like travelling by train. Oh, I do. Mm. I find it quite peaceful and calming. Yeah. Sound, music, books, snacks, coffee. I w- actually, you know what? We should go on one of those like long train journeys to Scotland. <gasps> yeah. That'll like be the fun. overnight ones. Yeah. Can do the, go to Edinburgh because there's all spooky spookies up there. Edinburgh's fab for yeah. all the supernatural stuff and yeah. everything. Yeah. I mean, so in this story, you've got true crime ish, mm-hmm. um, death. You've got the supernatural stuff yeah. with the. Um, with Anton LaVey. Which is also a bit culty. Which is a bit culty. So this story's got a little bit of everything. That's amazing. I love it. Yeah. Um, I'm just, yeah, it, it does suck that, you know, three people had to die for safety measures to be put in place. But then, you know, look at the 70s. They didn't have, like, seatbelts. You could drive pissed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, you know, we're always evolving with the safety measures and everything like that. And at least... Jane's death sparked another safety measure. Definitely. You know, to protect people travelling. Just be very wary of machines spraying thick fog of pesticides. <laughs> well, and also if you think about it, because obviously I've I've got classic cars, I've had even older cars, and headlights are not what they are now. No. With the blinding blooming xenons that are always in my freaking rear view mirror, you know, they weren't great. So would have been a case of they probably couldn't see that far in front of them and then there was fog and then you know who knows if the tractor trailer thing had any lights on or not so well they could have been dull themselves so and it was slow moving as well so if you're gaining up on them because you're going that much faster Mm -hmm. it will probably be too late by the time you see it that gives me the heebie-jeebies heebie-jeebies and i'm gonna have to read up more about her and Anton I find yeah. that really interesting it's it's just such a bizarre pairing like you see the photo of them together and you're like what the fuck <laughs> oh, that's, right well that's great because I can find loads of these photos yeah. that just kind of go with all the bits of your story and put them on Instagram so yeah oh thanks Ali I love that story oh, um, mm, well <laughs> yeah ha- 
how how do you say that without sounding like an absolute? It was freak? interesting and entertaining, In- intriguing, yeah, and fascinating. Oh well, I'm glad you enjoyed hearing about it. Yes, again, probably not the right word to use, but. We, I mean, I feel like if people are listening to a true crime paranormal podcast, they know what we mean. Yeah, absolutely. It's, and, you know, we don't enjoy those things without having that little bit of morbid curiosity, wanting to know more and go into the deeper depths of it all. I'm pretty sure everyone has a little bit of that. Oh, definitely. Some of us have it more than others. <laughs> us, I mean you and me. Yeah. <laughs> Just give me all the death. Yeah. Well, also, you need to say quickly what if one of your jobs well, so I most of my work in life has been working with the deceased. Um, I've worked in funeral homes and I worked in a hospital mortuary training as an anatomical pathology technologist, which means I eviscerated the deceased, took out their organs, ready for the pathologist to do the dissections and find out how they died. That's amazing. I loved it. It was my dream job. I, I think you should go back to it. Yeah. Maybe we'll see, <laughs> but it's so that's so interesting, and it, it it just gives you a different view on everything as well because you've seen so much stuff. Well, that's the thing; it's a bit of a it's a bit of an odd one because I am slightly desensitized to things. I say slightly; I'm quite desensitized to a lot, yeah. and nothing shocks me, and that can be a bit of a bad thing because that makes me feel like I have no soul. <laughs> You do have a soul. <laughs> my heart is just stone. No, 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 no. <laughs> there might be some bats flying about it, but it's not it's not stone. I do have to admit, and this might be a trigger warning for people. I'm not a maternal person, um, as we we all know. No, we're animal people. However, um looking after MVFs and stillborns and stuff, it did mm. make me feel very sad because, you know, that's just pure innocence right there. And yeah. I'm still not maternal though. No, I am with animals. That they're my babies. Yeah, Eddie's my baby. Fur babies. Yeah. Well, that was awesome. Thank you so much, Ali. So make sure you like, subscribe, and review our podcast. And our social media is at Cars and Macabre on Instagram. And we will make sure when the episodes come out that we put photos yeah. that relate to said episode. And then there's just random bits in between where we might be doing rando nautica or some sort of scare event because you know we like that kind of crazy stuff yeah and we've got scare city coming up in september so that's going to be fab yeah well this might be out before then maybe Mm, i'd like to think it will be yeah so scare city is a really cool event that happens in a legit abandoned theme park up near preston and i've gone for a few years and i went to it when it was an abandoned theme park yeah you did to, to explore it so that is yeah but there's so much halloween stuff going on We'll definitely have to talk more about that in the future. Spooky season, it's our season. Exactly. Yeah. Well, this was brought to you by Park Lane Studios. Thank you very much, Goober. Thanks, Goobs. <laughs> Bless them. Yeah, I hope you enjoyed it. And uh, we look forward to speaking with you next time. And during that time in between, make sure you stay, stay spooky, spooky, bitches. bitches.